millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Couldn't you just get a divorce? And, and then... we he get the car, Joe. And he get the car. And he'd take Walter from me. He'd take Walter. Listen, I know you think I'm just a kid, but... I could never do anything bad to you. Or, or ever hurt you. A guy that does that to someone like you doesn't deserve to live. That's the truth, he doesn't deserve to live. I suppose you're right. He doesn't. Welcome to Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host, Armand Haddad. Hello, and welcome to Syndicates, where we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. I'm your host, Armand Haddad, and welcome to Episode 3. This season, we are exploring the hidden gems of films, or films you probably passed over watching, Joining me in the studio today is Diego. Diego, how are you doing today? Hello. I am doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Currently, Diego is a graphic designer in the music industry. Yes. You are no stranger to fame. Oh. And fortune. You know, being in the music industry. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Working with those artists. Mm -hmm. Okay, and today we are talking about To Die For, the 1995 film. Mm Mm-hmm. From Gus Van Sant, mm-hmm. uh, featuring a young Nicole Kidman, yes, and a young Casey Affleck, and a young Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. This is Joaquin Phoenix's first role, by the way. I <laughs> knew it. I had an idea. It was. I was curious. That's something I did want to look into. But mm-hmm. yeah, he killed it. He killed it. He really did. Like he really like made a name for himself in this movie. And he's like riding on. Mm-hmm. So his brother, River Phoenix, mm-hmm. just passed away. Like when that movie came out. Wow. And Gus Van Sant wanted his uh, brother to be in it. But unfortunately, he passed away. So he decided to go with the other uh, Phoenix. No way. Uh-huh. That is, that's very intense. That's, wow. 
Wow. Yeah. That's a, yeah, you know, I guess that's kind of interesting too, because, um, it just, that's going to add another level of intensity to it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, oh yeah. So what did you think of, uh, the movie overall? I actually thought my first thought, uh, after watching this movie was this movie aged very well. I thought, yeah, I think, I think like it, it's, it's a dark comedy, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's, it kind of pokes fun at a lot of things that I think people would be kind of like, Ooh, you know, it's, it, it's very good. You know, I really like just the way that, uh, everyone, you know, everyone's role in it. And I really like Joaquin's role too. That was actually, he was my favorite at saying the movie. He was perfect because he embodied like the tortured, teenager like the teenager like i don't know personally i think he was a little bit like uh on the spectrum if you will like i think he was like you know a little bit uh handicapped Mm -hmm. and i think uh later in the movie we'll find out he got taken advantage of and used in a larger scheme for someone's uh uh, desires so uh, other than Joaquin Phoenix, what'd you think of uh, Nicole Kidman in the movie? Uh, starring role. Yeah, she was she was fantastic. She played this kind of um, puppeteer role, if you will, mm-hmm. perfectly. And, you know, she's for the intention of what the main actress was going for. You know, like I said, she played it really well. She had great moments of where her character i would say flipped and she just portrayed that like perfectly um you know i mean it's nicole kidman too she looked awesome like she was great her outfits were on point so it was you know her character was excited was just as exciting and i honestly thought like the the dynamic i'd say of like nicole kidman's ability to manipulate joaquin mm. was very was uh oh what's the word i'm thinking of it was um it was very believable like it was like damn you know i wish i if i heard this on the news it would be similar you know if you will so and speaking of that i was gonna get into it later but the movie is loosely based off of a true story that happened around the same time i'm so happy you came in with these notes (laughs) because my mind's just being blown every time (laughs) so uh, in the early 90s, uh, late 80s, mm-hmm. there was a... Uh, so when this movie came out, like it shot like a documentary, like almost like a, a mockumentary, if okay. you will. So um, mm-hmm. it came out pretty much when O.J. Simpson trial was happening. Mm-hmm. And that was like the first big uh, right. televised mm-hmm. uh, court drama. Okay. That was rooted in like pretty much the first true crime event. And then before that, yes. there was another event... Mm-hmm. Uh, with this woman called Pamela Smart. So she, like not a lot of people know about this, but she was uh, a young girl. She married young Mm -hmm. and she wanted to be a movie star. Okay. And so she did what, you know, anybody would do in a small town, uh, join your local news agency Mm -hmm. to be the weather girl. Mm -hmm. And so the husband was kind of like impeding on her her dreams and her aspirations. Mm-hmm. So she went to a local high school, got involved with uh, one of the two students, and have you know manipulated them and encouraged them to kill her husband. And now she is serving a life sentence. Oh my! To this God. Day. Do you know where? Um, I 
think it's in the South somewhere. Okay. Yeah. I don't know specifically. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's, that is, that's, that's a story. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a story. So the author, <clears throat> so this movie is also based off of a book. So wow. the author for To Die For, it's funny because she wrote the main character, uh, Suzanne Stone, um, to be i love that name i'm sorry it's such, it's such <laughs> it's a good such name because it name. sounds like a famous person yes too, suzanne stone yes hi i'm suzanne stone <laughs> with the weather you know what i mean that's great so the author used mm-hmm. uh suzanne stone to be like this fictional template based off of the pamela smart case mm-hmm. and there's one line of dialogue in the book that's so interesting for me and for a lot of people reading it at the time uh, the character Suzanne Stone, when she was uh, arrested and all this doing like her um, testimony, mm-hmm. she said like, oh, you know, I want a movie based off of me. And I think Nicole Kidman would be a great actress to play me. <sighs> wow. So Nicole Kidman found out about this book and found out about the character that wanted mm-hmm. specifically her to play her. Mm-hmm. So Gus Van Sant didn't want or didn't consider a Nicole Kidman to be in that role because mm-hmm. she was such a small name at the time. Like she wasn't famous. Like this was her breakout movie. Really? Uh-huh. It's like, she was always like the supporting role. She was never uh-huh. the leading girl. Oh. And okay. so she really, she like hunted him down, like found out like his phone number, his address. And like, it was like, listen, I want to be this character. And she uh, auditioned and got the role. Fantastic. That's so cool. Like, I don't know a lot of people that do that nowadays. Like mm. I need this role. I'm mm. gonna hunt down the director and mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. a part of that project. Yeah, now it can just be like you know. It sounds like Nicole Kidman like went through a whole bunch of hills and valleys. Now you can just DM people. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so it's <laughs> yeah. The early '90s was very different than today. <laughs> can just be like, hey, yeah, yeah. Now it's just like hmm, that director. Let me just slide into his DMs. Yeah, and- <laughs> right, right. I mean, hey, you know what? Hey, yeah, you up? Works. You making that movie? <laughs> <laughs> I want that role so bad. <laughs> Check uh, out this cool meme. Sick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie takes place, I don't know, because the real case probably took place in the South or sure. in the Midwest somewhere. Mm-hmm. But the movie takes place in New Hampshire in a town called Little Hope. Oh. Which was interesting for me. It's called Little Hope, yeah. given the, the themes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a small American town, not a whole lot happening, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think the name is a little bit on the nose. Mm. Uh, Danny Elfman also did the music for it. Okay. You'll recognize Danny Elfman mm-hmm. from such hits as Beetlejuice. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. And also the Spider-Man movies, the original uh, trilogy by Sam Raimi. Really? Yes. Oh, that ha- I really liked the composition for those movies. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, memorable. Yeah, so you kind of had like this star-studded movie mm-hmm. that nobody's talking about. Mm. I love it. So the overall plot mm-hmm. is uh, Suzanne Stone, just like Pamela Smart, mm-hmm. uh, grew up in the small town. She always had this desire to be famous, and uh, she meets a, a young uh, drummer in a band. Uh, Larry Moretto, and uh, after meeting her, what happened? It was definitely love at first sight, mm-hmm. you know. And man, this guy was when actually one of my notes in uh, taking for this movie is that I almost kind of realized um, early on 
those like kind of manipulative qualities, if you will, you know, because yeah. in the beginning, well, <clears throat> I would say just like in the beginning, um, you know, he had his own goals and of course she had her own goals. Um, but they didn't really line up that great. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he, he was a very local kind of guy, but she wanted so much more and she was willing to give up a lot for that, you know? So that was in itself was pretty crazy. And, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and also, um, Larry, I would say would, is a loser and he really turned his life around because of Suzanne Stone. What was he doing? Cause he, I know at one point, he was like watching over what his family's restaurant, yeah. right? What was he doing before then? He was the drum. He was just, a drummer. he was just, you know, in a band, a local right. band mm -hmm. as their drummer. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure you being a, a designer in the music industry, sure. you know, there's a lot of flavor of the week bands that rise and fall. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I think definitely him and like, kind of getting his uh, life together, if you will, was, mm -hmm. you know, very interesting too. And just to show his personal growth too, and his love and affinity for this woman, like he was really willing to do anything for her as oh, well. Yeah. yeah. He sold his drums. He was like, mom he, and dad. Right. Yeah. I that's sold my drums. Yeah. 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 I mean, because especially, you know, from the family's perspective, mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, you know, I love my son. He has his things like, yeah, he's, they probably thought he was a fuck up pretty much at the time, but like, um, oh, I'm sorry. Can I curse? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we are talking about a rated R movie after all. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> mm, good one. Good one. Good one. Um, but yeah, you know, and you know, from, I would think any parent that's like, wow, my kid is giving up this to be with this person. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it? You know, questions raised, plot thickens, you know, all that great stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So he sold he sold his drums. Mm -hmm. His parents were like, "Why?" And it's all for a girl. It's all for a girl. And yeah. he really turned his life around. He became yeah. like a family guy and he was yeah. like, "I'm going to support you yeah. and your dreams and mm -hmm. like, oh, she's going big places." Mm -hmm. And the pivotal scene for me in the beginning of the movie is so they went on their honeymoon to Florida. Mm -hmm. Important setting. We'll mm -hmm. get to later. Um so they went to their honeymoon in Florida. Mm -hmm. And then um, she is on the pier saying goodbye to her husband, her newly newlywed husband, and the crew members of the boat that he's on, I guess, to go fishing or something. Mm -hmm. They're like, "Who is that? She looks famous. She's oh, she is going to be yeah. famous. Like you, just you wait, mm -hmm. Suzanne Stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, after that, every single move Suzanne made was to get herself on television. Oh, 100%. And the quote that really stood out for me was, some people don't know what they want to be until it's too late. But not me. I always knew what I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to be famous. Mm -hmm. So for you working in mm -hmm. uh, the music industry, do you see a lot of artists like really, really try to be famous? And this ranges from like SoundCloud people to mm -hmm. like A-list people i would say yes and in, it's kind of interesting too because um a lot of the things that i know that are going on with artists really mm -hmm. and just you know what they're going through or the kind of people that they really are is through social media through that price of you know fame for 
sacrificing what it means to actually be yourself in order to get, you know, your name out there and to be seen as this bigger star. Right. So, but you have a lot, you know, um, within, you know, the workings of the music industry and especially with how people like tally what's considered, you know, a stream or a listen for a song in a way, you know, just recently, uh, Justin Bieber, uh, Justin uh, Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> J beats. <laughs> so, uh, recently, uh, Justin Bieber and believe it or not, Selena Gomez, um, they both individually, they're no longer together. At one point they were together. She didn't oh, know yeah. that was whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so basically they were both trying to get their singles up to number one on the charts. Right. Okay. And so they were like getting on their social medias and being like telling their fans, Hey, you know, when it comes to streaming, um, put all of the songs like in a playlist and just let that play over and over or make sure to have the music really? yeah make sure to have the music played like overnight or something like that and other artists yeah. have done that but yeah yeah you know and other artists have done that and you know no disrespect to either artist they're fantastic they're both pop singers they deserve you know they deserve all their hard work you know whatever their fans are into like you know they have that following um but yes i would say from a standpoint of you know artists and kind of reaching if you will like reaching like kind of doing too much to like you know at that point it's like you're just selling your name and your face but at one point does it become about the work that you do and referencing back to to uh to die for Mm -hmm. that's gonna that's gonna mess me up so (laughs) too too and then to die for so you know and watching this movie and watching uh suzanne stone yes why did i think it was Never mind. So it was okay. So Suzanne Stone and, um, you know, just seeing what she's willing to do, you know, to just be her big name. She had everything white. I actually loved her, right? Every, I loved her, um, work ethic mm-hmm. in the movie too. Um, but again, clearly in, in this case of reaching, it ended in murder, but you okay. know, in, uh, I think like, you know, that, that happens a lot, believe it or not. And it is what Murder? it is. N- well, okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> talking about Tupac and Biggie. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, it, what happens is that people sacrifice themselves and oh. kind of sacrifice. I feel like a little bit of authenticity mm-hmm. to just, you know, to secure that spot of this is why I'm number one. But like, okay. you know, we, we're all, you know, people are here for artists and whatnot. So I feel like sometimes people, like I said, reach and yeah. Yeah. You know, that's kind of my, my two cents on that. Yeah. I will. I can totally see why sacrifice and self-sacrifice would be such a prevalent thing in, you know, Hollywood and the music Mm -hmm. industry is like to really get out there. You have to like not only work really hard, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but also put yourself in a position where you could be found. Yeah. Cause like, I think a lot of it has to do with luck and being in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in order to be at the right place at the right time, right. you have to like sacrifice mm-hmm. relationships, mm-hmm. sacrifice mm. your time, your personal time, yeah. finances, like years of your life. And, you know, will it pay off? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you won't know until you're in that spot. You know, the, the thing is, I feel like about 
when people constantly have, you know, I think constantly setting goals is absolutely fantastic. It's what everybody should do. You should always be focused on what it is. Well, I think it's okay to not be focused. It's okay to not know what it is that you really want to do. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're attempting, as long as you try to grow just a little bit every day, I think that's just as important. And on the topic of, you know, um, just like working really hard, sacrificing socialization time to like work hard, you know, us as designers too, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. like when it comes to posting like our work, like on Instagram or when it comes to like dribble, we've talked about dribble and stuff like that. And I've stressed over what other people think of me and like my design work and posting it online. So, you know, in, in that retrospect, like that's super scary. But the thing is though, is that, it takes a certain kind of person because when you are at that focus, when your nose is just on your keyboard, constantly just producing, 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 I think it's important to get outside feedback if maybe something's not going well. But in, you know, in those, I would say if you know what you want to do, do not stop. Do not stop going after it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, no, I do. Cause I friendly also, you know, piggybacking off of that, I believe that you are more than you think you are in order for that mindset to you know come to fruition is to bite off more than you can chew like whoa okay you know a little bit a little bit more each day it's kind of like when you're going to the gym Mm -hmm. you lift a little little bit heavier weights each time sure and through that slight discomfort you grow and that can be applied to Mm -hmm. your work too Mm -hmm. like you like us as uh, graphic designers um Learning new skills or new programs can be daunting at first, Mm -hmm. but like chipping away at it every single day, developing those skills. Mm -hmm. And then years down the line, what was impossible is now, you know, easy. Absolutely. And if it's, you know, if it's, if it's something you want to do and it's something you love, it's not really going to be a job either. That's the biggest part. And if it feels like a job, you're in the wrong spot. Or if I'd say if it feels like you're sacrificing way too much of yourself, you know, either you're in the wrong like industry or wrong job or, you know, there's also sometimes people. Okay, so there's a downside to going for whatever it is that you want. And I would say it's self-care. Like a lot of people, and when you're in that mode of I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to where I'm going to forget, like if you feel tired and you fe- and you like, you feel tired, you feel sick, you don't feel okay. Like a lot of people tend to forget that like, oh yeah, I'm just not some kind of machine that you can just oil up and keep going. I need rest. I need time to relax and I need time to like reflect because if you, you know, Something my volleyball coach told me in high school. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's the inspirational quote. Guys. Original mentor. Um, Gym teacher. <laughs> if you have your head down from the last, from the last set, I wish I should know this. Not last set as in like, you know, ball served over, mm-hmm. but it's on you that that ball has like dropped to the ground and the other team scored a point. If your head is down from the last point that the enemy team, enemy team, that whatever, <laughs> they're, they're the, the enemy. enemy. Yeah. yeah. Um, if the, you know, if the opposing team has made, your head isn't going to be up ready for the next ball. So it's like, you know, the idea that you, you cannot beat yourself up. You're going to have losses and those are important because without losses, we cannot grow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's true. I don't know if that was, yeah. Yeah. And, it go, and yeah. Uh, a topic that was explored in episode two, uh, where we talked about the Truman show is, mm-hmm. uh, how character grows through adversity. Oh, and yeah. like when you fight, um, like when you really think about it, mm-hmm. um, all sports mm-hmm. are simulations of war. You have two teams, mm-hmm. and you have the generals of the two teams, which are the coaches. Yes. And they're commanding their troops, the team, mm-hmm. towards victory. Now, yeah. are you going to win every single battle? No. I mean, if there's a, uh, an army that won every single battle, uh, I think we wouldn't have war anymore. Like, they would reign supreme over the world. And honestly, that is not happening right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, through adversity is where character comes, mm-hmm. like through discomfort, through, you know, losing and and having failure is where, you know, you find yourself and you're like, ah, now I have the gumption, the will to overcome and to be better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. So here at the syndicates, we like to do the elevator pitch. Please. Okay. So have you ever uh, recommended a movie to somebody and they're like, hey, like, give me, give me the rundown and you don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Happens I'm, all the time. Oh yeah. So here at the syndicate, we like to do 60 second, uh, elevator pitch, which is you have 60 seconds to tell me the plots of the movie. Okay. To a person that has never seen this movie before it is to die for 1995. Okay. And three, two, one, go. To Die For is a 1995 film starring Nicole Kidman, Joaquin Phoenix, Casey Affleck, and oh, I'm just blanking on that guy's name. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a tale of it's a tale of a of a beautiful woman who wants to be notified and be seen by everybody in the world. And she's willing to do whatever that takes. 30 seconds. Now her initial goal is to become a weather woman, but with the help of some locals in the town that she lives in, she devises a plan to get rid of her husband so that she can continue on with her dream of becoming the most famous person ever. What that is, you'll have to find out. And to die for. Wow. <laughs> and you did it in under a minute. That's really good. <laughs> Thank you. Because sometimes you. it's hard. It's like, oh, like this and that. And in the beginning, you're like, mm-hmm. you know, you can be bogged down by like, oh, and then the camera pans down to an empty field. And <laughs> it's like, no, you did a really good job. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. You hit all the hallmarks. When you said uh, camera pans down, I really hope that means someone uh, just got up and they're just like, okay, imagine this. Camera pans down, title card to die for. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, oh, wow. Okay. I said one minute, but sure. This could be the rest of the podcast. Why not? (laughs) You did good. You did good, man. So, yeah, we talked about Mm -hmm. self-sacrifice in the creative world. um, Oh, yeah. And then also relating it to sports, Mm -hmm. which is ultra important. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Let's change gears and talk about... So, Suzanne really wanted to get herself on TV. Mm-hmm. And so, she went on a honeymoon with her newly beloved husband, uh, Larry Moretto. Yes. They went to Florida. And later in the movie, Act 2, we figure out 
there's a specific reason why she wanted to go to Florida. And that is because there was a convention happening, which is the National, National Broadcasting Convention. And there she can meet the CEO of a very prominent news agency. And so she went there mm. in hopes of getting a name mm-hmm. for herself and getting her foot in the door. However, she found out to get ahead, you might have to do stuff that you're not particularly proud of. Right. So what ended up happening? Um, so, Diego, mm-hmm. what ended up happening? Um. Well, I think the the head of the news anchor was insinuating that if you, you know, if you do something for me, I will do something for you. And I got to tell you, I was that was so that was gross. That was like that. That's like that sucked to see because it was like, damn, <laughs> that uh, because it was um it, it was just uh, it was fucked up. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to explain it like be nice about it not but it was fucked up you know like Mm -hmm. there's been so many there's just been so many situations in hollywood like that that you just uh yeah you hate to see it like you don't you don't want to know about it this was made in 1995 which is way before what's going on right now with the me too movement Mm. of you know harvey weinstein and people that we probably haven't heard of yet that are doing the same style Uh, of so the viewers that don't know what happened in act two, which mm-hmm. is she went to this convention in mm-hmm. hopes of, you know, cozying up to like a CEO using her good looks, right. uh, her personality to get ahead, to get her foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up telling her a story like, Oh, you know, do you know, whisper, whisper, this high, high class actress, like, Oh, she went through me first. And for me to get her where she is, she had to do some stuff for me if you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. then puts his hand on her leg. Mm-hmm. And then right at that moment, her naivety, I think, went away, and she was like, okay. She drank her drank her drink, mm-hmm. her alcoholic cocktail, and she's like, okay, I have to do this. And yeah. that's how the scene ends, and we don't really know. I mean, it's heavily implied that she slept with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think this movie was way ahead of its time. Hmm. Oh, in that aspect, yeah, you know, um, I'd have to agree with you. I think, I think, um, I think that things like that within Hollywood, any kind of industry, pretty sure it's been going on for years. Are you kidding me? Like that's since the beginning. Oh, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. It was. It it has to be. It has to be. You know, I. I don't know. I I don't have too much about that. I just know. I mean, obviously, like it's just like such a nasty thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's gross. yeah. No, it's upsetting. Yeah. You know, because it's it's like yeah, yo, it ain't worth it. It's not. It's not. Screw screw that guy, and <laughs> just <laughs> and being like, you know what? Nah, I'm gonna keep grinding down in my little, mm-hmm. you know, in my little. uh Oh man! What do you know? What town it was? It was a little hope. Little hope. Little hope. Uh, yeah. New Hampshire. I'm gonna keep grinding in Little Hope, New Hampshire, and I'm gonna keep letting them know <laughs> what's going on with this weather. Hey, you maybe know? she had Little Hope, and she was like, "You know, I need to, I need to do whatever I need I to do to be famous." If you set me up for that, Armand, I'm gonna be so upset. <laughs> 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 oh man, that's so, crazy. So our main character, Suzanne Stone. Uh, sleeps with the broadcasting director mm-hmm. of a uh, unknown news agency. Mm-hmm. And then soon after, I mean, I don't think it led anywhere because she didn't really 
get anything done. All she did was go back to Little Hope mm-hmm. and um, apply to be like a coffee girl or an, uh, like a desk position for uh, this um, local news. And then she kind of like strong-armed her way into becoming the weather girl. So, well, it is insinuated that maybe she did do something. Wouldn't her, could it also be argued that her immediately going to like a small weather agent or small agency mm-hmm. kind of being like, nah, you know what? Fuck that. Maybe I am like, I am going to just kind of start off small. I don't know. I, I think I'm just playing the what that. if card too. Cause it seemed like it did kind of seem at that point of the movie, it could be take it or leave. But yes, you know, she did drink your drink with it seemed like pretty fast and with intent. So I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there as a what if, if you will, but no, that makes sense. Um, I think, I mean, or she was playing 4d chess and she was like, okay, let me just do this. Let me go back to my hometown and mm. be, be really big there and yeah. use that as a stepping stone to get where she wanted to be. You're right. You're right. I, I, I have to agree with that. So while she is at the local news station, mm-hmm. you know, she becomes a weather girl and it's there that she influences a young Joaquin Phoenix. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. So as Joaquin Phoenix is watching the news, he becomes enamored and obsessed with this uh, beautiful young girl. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, she goes to um, the local high school to do a documentary, Teens Speak Out. And that's where she meets Joaquin Phoenix and a young Casey Affleck. Mm-hmm. And there uh, she plants the seeds of like, I guess, deception. Mm-hmm. So around that time, um, uh, Larry Moretto really wants to, you know, plant some roots in mm-hmm. Little Hope mm-hmm. and, you know, start a family and like, oh, you know, pretty much like right. putting a wet blanket on our dreams. Sure. Yeah. It's like, hey, I know you're, you're the weather girl, but like, you know, I'm going to go and work for my family at the family uh, restaurants and you could do that too. You could like do the commercials for us. And so like still like u- utilizing her skills mm-hmm. and her personality, but like not to the scale of Mm-mm. what she wanted. Right. And it's there. She was like, okay, she's at the crossroads. Mm-hmm. Do I go with my husband and do this or do I 
do things for myself and mm-hmm. leave him. Right, right. And leave him as in kill him. I thought she meant leave him like in divorce, though. Oh, yeah. she was trying to avoid that, though. Like, it seemed like she was avoiding divorce the whole movie because I think she was thinking about her career. Right. right. Yeah, that would be a bad stain on her career. Like, yeah. everything is too... And so if her husband were to die, she could be a widow and then use that publicity right. to propel her career. Right. So pretty much, she goes to, to the high school, mm-hmm. uh, has an affair with these... Um, two young boys and right. there's also a girl involved that's right. friends of the boys mm-hmm. and i would say they would be easily manipulatable because i think they are um they have like learning disabilities so they're kind of like you know the down and outs uh behavioral disorder type uh individuals so she definitely took advantage of them right by saying like hey you know i love you like you're so beautiful like Super messed up. Like, yeah, I would say probably on par of you know, pedophilia because like she's like a grown woman and they're like not even eighteen. They're probably like fifteen. Oh yeah, that was that was a lot. And yeah, that that was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah. So she used her her good looks and her feminine charm to win over um, Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I would even say like she used like some uh, Manchurian candidate. Uh, MK Ultra type, uh, like mind, sure, mind control type stuff. Because, sure. like, okay, so when Joaquin Phoenix is fully invested in uh, her plot to murder her husband, um, they break into uh, the Moretto the Moretto family house, um, mm. and it's Casey Affleck and uh, Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. and they are using, I believe, it's Casey Affleck's. Um, father's gun or Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix's gun, one of the two. They're using um, the family pistol and they hold up uh, Mr. Moretto and Mr. Moretto initially thinks like, oh, I'm being robbed. It's like, take whatever you want. Yeah. And yeah. very quickly, no, he doesn't even realize that that um, they know her. Um, at the same time, she's doing um, this weather weather service on the news. So she's on the TV. And the reason why I link it back to like a Manchurian candidates, uh, MK ultra thing Mm -hmm. is like Joaquin Phoenix was wavering. He didn't want to like murder a guy over this until he saw her face. And when, when he sees her face on the TV, he's like activated. He's like all these thoughts of her come flush, uh, running through his head of like them, you know, having sex and doing all this stuff. And so at that time, he's like, no, got to do it. Got to do what I was programmed to do. Blam. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Woo. As long as you don't have that coronavirus. Dude, I no, (laughs) Don't worry about it. Oh, man. That's crazy. But, I mean, diseases come up all the time. Anyway, yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Do you think um, he was activated? Do you think, like, she did, like, some low-key, like, I'm going to, like, break you down. I'm going to, like, have, like, this sexual relationship with you that you're totally not ready for because he's pretty much a a kid at this point. So she, you know, breaks him down using sex, and then he's like suggestible sure point where it's like hey my husband is mistreating me i want to be with you we can have this life together 
the only thing that's standing in our way mm. is him. Take him out. So then that's what he does. Um, I think the idea of that being an MK Ultra mind control Call of Duty Black Ops. <laughs> um, uh, what is that other Netflix? Sh- mind, not Mind Hunter. Have you? Wormwood. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, you know, that's a good, like, show slash documentary type thing. Yeah, because it actually happened. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like not enough people are talking about it. It's a little bit of a sleepy show, but okay. So this was <clears throat> my segue, if you will. Um, I definitely think, like, yes, I think that is like a fun idea and that was totally relatable, but. I, it is just has so many strong, abusive relationship, like just constantly controlling somebody like that was, I would say for me, uh, that was, that was hard to watch in that aspect. Like that's hard to think about. It's like, damn, you know, this person is being used is telling someone, Oh, I love you. Oh, you'll do this for me. If you love me, like all this stuff. And it just wasn't true, you know? And you know, she used him for that, for, you know, for that game. And even at that part too, um, after her face goes on the screen, it's almost as if she knew that was going to happen. Cause that part of that movie, you know, she's, she kind of freezes, the music changes, the tone within the mu- movie like flips almost at that point. You could argue, you know, from that part of the movie that the movie just kind of takes like almost like a darker twist, you know? So yeah, I would say, I would definitely say that whole like MK Ultra, that mind control aspect is 100% there. And that was such a cool, that was such a cool like kind of detail I didn't pick up. That was awesome. That was yeah. Cool. Like once, you know, like once, like, like watching Wormwood or mm-hmm. that's kind of like step one of learning about what the government's back in the seventies or sixties or fifties. Oh my God. Is this a segue into talking doing- about this? <laughs> <laughs> Cause that topic is so cool. <laughs> it's, you know, they said the same thing for oh, the guy. Okay. This is going to sound like it's going to sound totally false. Cause Whatever, because it's not like I can prove it. But uh, the second Kennedy, Bobby, yes, yeah, they said that the one of the shooters, or I think there was, yeah, I think there was multiple shooters. Um, they said that they interviewed one of the shooters, and he said that he has no recollection of what he does. That's crazy, and you know that also makes you think about like sleeper agents too. Like you know, like where it's like if you say a certain phrase, they're activated and their brain switches to you know, to that trauma. Cause that's how it works. You're, you're traumatized and you're forced in a situation to remember this phrase. And when the, when you hear this phrase, another part of you is just going to awaken. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So yeah. And that concept is explored in, uh, uh, Captain America, winter soldier, um, with yes. Barnes, like he's, he's such, captured by, such a cool character. Yeah. He's either captured by Hydra or the Soviets and, mm-hmm. and they pretty much train him to be this, killer that's activated when you say certain phrases and it's also in the manchurian candidate with uh, denzel washington i've not seen manchurian candidate it's really good same concept i think that was like the movie that really made him famous really denzel washington but you've seen training day though right was that before I, i could not tell you but let me tell you if you've not seen training day you have to see training day okay i'll add that to my list nice nice 
So, um, yeah, like those topics are explored in those movies and it's, it's quite interesting mm-hmm. and a big thing to like activate people or to get them at that point of suggestibility is to grab them when they're young and mm-hmm. violate them sexually. Cause then that breaks their character and they're, they're, they become robots at that point. I did not. Wow. Okay. Oof. Yeah. Did not know that was part of it. That's really. why, like in Africa, with child soldiers, like there's a reason why they're child soldiers. Like, you know, they snatch them, they kidnap them, and then they completely, yeah, make them not people anymore. Like, yeah, they they just rewire them, and that's like a big that's like a big phrase I think in use in all of this is just rewiring people, you know, yeah. and just everything. That's crazy, man. I didn't I didn't know. Like, yeah, did not know that was part of it. So. Yeah. It's a it's a wild time. So then in the movie, um, after those two boys mm-hmm. uh, kill her husband, uh, it's a media circus because like it's a small town and there's right. a heinous murder and they yeah. don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And what isn't spelled out to the audience, but it's definitely there, is like the Morettos are uh, like a, a powerful family. I would say they they are on par with like uh, the Godfather, mm-hmm. um, like. Uh, like it's not explicit, but I think they're a part of the mafia and that ties into the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get there, so there's a media circus and um, Suzanne stone is like told like, Hey, you don't have to deal with those reporters. They're piranhas. Like just stay inside. And her first reaction is to walk into the limelight. And my favorites, like that's one of my favorite scenes because um, what a turning point. It is a turning point. Yeah. It's a turning point for the character too. It's like she did, she orchestrated this heinous act mm-hmm. and she is walking out to the field of reporters and the, the lights and the camera. Yeah. And she doesn't hear them ask her questions. All that she is hearing right. is applause. Yeah. And that fame, you know, she's, mm-hmm. she's, oh, she's just like warped. Her brain is just warped to the point of where like, it's like, oh, what, what about your husband and the statements she's made? It's yeah. like, so quotable. Yep. It was, <laughs> it was so, it was so ridiculous, but it was like, this is what she wanted. This is what she asked for. This is just like it coming full circle, you know, if you will. It's, you know, it's interesting that she thought she was going to be famous for being uh, a, a news anchor, someone to a TV journalist. Um, but instead, you know, it's the crime that she does is what makes her infamous, if uh-huh. you will. Yeah. And like I said earlier, you know, movie aged so well. We have documentaries like the Aaron Hernandez, mm-hmm. OJ Simpson, you know. Oh man, the Amanda Knox one also on Netflix. This is not a shameless plug for Netflix. I'm just saying. Um, They have good documentaries. Oh, they have true crime stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. I I couldn't agree more. So after you know she does her canned responses Mm -hmm. to the news and to uh, later the courthouse. At that time, the Morettos knew. They're like, okay, like this isn't this isn't a normal response, right? So the police department is doing their own investigation Mm -hmm. to figure out what exactly is going on because Mm -hmm. we have two different camps. We have the Morettos knowing something is going on. Something's not right. And then the police are like, something's not right. Like Mm -hmm. this is, this is not a normal response to your husband of just one year getting brutally murdered Mm -hmm. inside your own home. So they do an investigation. They're combing through, you know, 
all this footage from the news that she's doing uh, work for. Mm-hmm. And if they spot something in the documentary that she's making, teens speak out and they see the way Joaquin Phoenix is looking at Suzanne Stone. Right. And it's a look of, you know, like, hey, what's up? Wink. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, like, you know, I'm what's what's going on between us? You know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And the the other um Casey Affleck also had a look of like, yeah, I know, I know what you did. I know what you did last summer. You know, exactly. <laughs> like they are totally thinking like, all right, this is our girl. Like, right. like delusions of grandeur. Like they're totally like not in reality at that point. Oh yeah. And so, yeah. Um, and Suzanne being the ultimate manipulator, the ultimate villain, she is distancing herself from those boys and like, Hey, like, you know, if you want to be with me, you have to leave me alone. Like, you have to, like, stop talking to me. Stop coming here. Stop coming to my home. Like, you need to get out of my life. And so Joaquin Phoenix is quickly regretting all of all of his actions. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, mm-hmm. like this, this wasn't worth it. Right. And so they work with the police and they bug um, the, the, their female friend. And I wish I remembered her name. I'm so I, upset I, that it came out. Yeah, I don't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I didn't really, like, personally, I didn't really like her character. Like, she was a little bit Forgettable. Weird. Yeah, forgettable. Like, it was the drama was between Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, they bugged her. The police bugged her and, like, hey, meet up with Suzanne. Like, get her to admit what happened. Mm-hmm. And then she did. She mm-hmm. was like, hey, like, we did this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to catch me and this and that. Mm-hmm. And so the police got her confession. So then after the the female friend mm-hmm. gets her confession for the police, like, bring to the court, like, okay, we have you. You admitted. And then Suzanne Stone, being kind of a, like a celebrity at this point, has like a pretty good lawyer. Right. And the, her lawyer said... Like, this is a classic case of police entrapments. Like, my client did not, you know, know she was being recorded. And not 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 only that, they didn't have a warrant to do that. So they can't use it in court. And they threw out the court case. And she is, you know, free to walk away, even though it's quite obvious. Like, mm-hmm. she did. Kind of like the O.J. Simpson case. Right. It's like, right. it's quite clear that she, that he murdered the Goldbergs. And... Yeah, like because of some BS stuff with the cops, like he is, you know, acquitted, and he, she got acquitted too. Yeah, uh, are we are we specific? I mean, we're not talking about the ending because we don't want to give it away. But I mean, the I guess the towards the end was and um, the suspicions of the mafia that was interesting. Yeah, towards the end. Yeah, so. Um, we'll get into uh, like a spoiler-filled conversation. Okay. Um, after the end credits, perfect. So, before, but before we get there, um, yeah, like the suspicions with the mafia came to fruition at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. where the Morados were watching the the court case play out, and then her on the steps of the courthouse, pretty much saying like, "Oh, you know, I'm innocent, and this is you know this and that." Yeah, the Morados got really pissed off. Mm-hmm. They're like, "No." You know what? If the cops can't help us, we have to do this ourselves. And so they take matters into their own hands and they get their revenge. But before we really get into the ending of the movie, sure. um, 
we like to do at the syndicate mm-hmm. one reason why. Ooh. What is the one reason you would give somebody to watch this movie? I think for the story, you know, um, I think the story, um, I think the story of, I think we've all heard of the story of the person that's willing to do whatever it takes, whatever, you know, it takes to be notified to be notarized. Um, but I think the overall theme here is essentially fault, you know, chasing your dreams falsely, Yeah, you know, going for what it is that you want in the in the wrong way which is like obviously possible and i feel like that that overall theme that hint of true crime that hint of true story you know everything is true except for the main character you know what i mean like i think for that reason it's worth watching it's worth watching like how this person you know did everything they could to get to where they are now and that's jail. No, <laughs> but um, yeah, no. I, I think that for that reason, that hint, that hint of true crime, that hint of true story, that yeah. dark comedic, hum- dark comedic humor. I said, I said humor twice. Whatever. Anyway, so um, you know that dark comedy sense. I think that's why people should watch this movie. And Nicole Kidman and Joaquin are like awesome in this movie. Like they really kill it. Let me tell you. Yes. So I agree. Yeah. Like they're super young and yeah, like super passionate about the project that they're working on. Absolutely. And then for me, I think the biggest takeaway that someone should watch this movie is because it's so relevant today. Like even though it was made 25 years ago, yeah. it's so relevant because of not only the, the true crime nature right. of the whole plot is, but also like the obsession with being a celebrity mm-hmm. because right now in America, particularly like a lot of people want to be, quote influencers on social media yeah and then on on youtube they they want to be youtubers they want to be personalities yeah. like people have this desire to be mm-hmm. famous and to mm-hmm. be known and for people to watch them right and that links back to a quote from suzanne stone which is um what's the point of doing anything worthwhile if no one is watching man and, I, I oh sorry go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna say like like that quote is definitely true in today's society because people just want to be watched, whether it's on Instagram or YouTube, mm-hmm. like people want to be known and they are putting themselves out there. I feel it. Okay. Two things. One, I actually have a question for you, but one, I just, I could just totally elaborate, like, you know, just saying what you were saying too. And and the topic too in the social media world where everything's so fast, right? Where music now is people make music, bro, bro, people make music for TikTok. No, they don't. I mean, are you serious? I mean, think about it, right? The idea that you have what is now called a TikTok song. Yeah. You have a song that's essentially like two minutes shorter and they're great songs. Like, don't get me wrong. They're legit songs. Cause like, you know, um, you hear them, like they're short enough, they're streamable. They play really fast. It's something that you could just play over, play over, play over because here's the other part, you know, linking back to the music industry. If a song is two minutes long and it counts for that stream and you make a song that's, you know, maybe, maybe your song formula is not as many lyrics, 
but that hook and the lyrics just hit at that right point. So, of course, and if you have a new favorite song, you're going to want to listen to it over and over again. So the idea where people are like, put it on TikTok or put it on Vine and they can hear it and they hear it on these social media platforms that, you know, people want to use the latest song. You know, every, everything in this world is just solely like, or, People just want to focus on how fast they can digest it, how fast people are going to consume it, and how fast people are going to move on from it, too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think from the aspect of people being in love with social media so that they can have that fame, have something go viral, is just completely links back to this movie. And it's it's a human condition. People want to be recognized. They want to be noticed. And they want to be able to be themselves in front of a large audience because what... I mean, well, it, it is considered unhealthy, like, at least to me, you know, what better way than to feel like you belong in this world? You know what I mean? Like that's, that in itself is like a heavy topic where people are just like, you know, I just want people to recognize me, people to know my thoughts so I don't feel as alone or I can be like, be able to relate to people, you know? Yeah. Like people are looking for that sense of community. Yeah. Even like, hopefully it's not in the case of Suzanne Stone where it's like this malicious, like, right. Let me destroy everyone in my, in my way to become famous, but more so like, I hope it's because like people are like, Oh, I'm putting myself out there because I want to be seen. Yes. And I want friendship and I want to, yes. be, to belong somewhere. Yes. And not, not so much. I want to be the next A list celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. Um, but because uh, so my other thing I didn't want to say, or I did want to ask you, I want to ask you a question, Armand. Okay. Um, this is just like me. I'm a very visual, we're visual people, designers. I can remember, like, I love, like, I love, I have favorite scenes in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, which scene, which, you know, which kind of almost picture moment, like if you, which frame, which frame scene, whatever, um, stuck out to you? Which one did you like? Which one were you like, oh, yeah, I remember that one. That one was cool. Was it for the lighting or something? Like, what was it? Um, so my favorite scene is, in, like, so it's at the turning points mm-hmm. where Suzanne Stone, like, has to choose and, like, her choice is to murder her husband. And so she's in... I guess the living room foyer of mm-hmm. her home mm-hmm. and it's, it's daylight. And then as she turns around to face the camera, it becomes night and the lighting situation in that um, scene. And also the way it's like framed, it's perfectly balanced. Um, like she's like in the middle of the, uh, the archway of the living room. And right. That's when the kids came over, right? Yes. Okay. I know exactly. That was a good one. That, ooh, good one, bro. <laughs> yeah. I exact. I remember that one. I think, yeah, I think there was, um, there was one too where, uh, she, it was their one year anniversary and she like brings out the cake, but you know, she's wearing black. The candle's like really the only thing that's lighting. But then at the bottom, there's like this red gradient, like this red lighting coming from the bottom. And that was like, that was like the first malicious, like, Oh, it's been a year. I'm going to kill him. Like, I know what I'm going to do. That was my favorite. Cause I, I just love the tone. I love the colors and I just really love the lighting in that one. So that was my favorite. Yeah. Still, if you will. Yeah. Gus Van Sant and um, the cinematographer are, really good at what they're doing mm. to 
yeah show uh, showcase um a story visually like they definitely executed it very well like it's a very beautiful looking movie yeah for what it is oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. so before we get into like the super spoiler yes uh ending discussion um where can our listeners uh reach you at you can reach me at um hey guys sorry <laughs> okay one more time <laughs> um Hey guys, my name is Diego. Um, I do have a last name, but that is undefined at the moment. Sorry. Uh, uh, you can just, you know, I'm on Facebook. Instagram is the best way to reach me. Um, curated by Diego is my, wow, saying that aloud sounds really pretentious, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I like it. Uh, curated by Diego is my Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn too, but after you DM me, I'm, Instagram only if you do, but like whatever. Anyway, so yeah, pretty much Instagram. My email is djradesign at gmail.com. That's my professional design nice. email. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's where you can find me. Yeah. So hit up his Instagram if you want to see his uh, latest and greatest uh, designs. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So until next time, guys, I've been Armand. And I'm Diego. See you guys. Okay, now let's get into the ending of the movie. Yes. So pretty much um, after the Moretto's find out that you know she's going to be walking free, yeah. like they take matters into their own hands, and yeah. it's hinted throughout the entire movie that they're involved with some some kind of uh, organized yeah. crime, and like the restaurant is like a front, yeah, for yeah. Um, their business, and they lure. Um, Suzanne Stone out into the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And what exactly happens? Okay. I'm so excited now that we can actually talk about the actual movie because, oh my gosh, dude, they were part of the mob. Like, what? (laughs) I, you know, it's funny because when watching this movie, I was like, that sounds like, that sounds just like some kind of weird, dark humor of like, oh, it's the mob. You know, I, they're Italian. They must be part of the mob. Yeah. Like, kind of sketchy. Yeah. And I was, I was like, whatever. That's like, that's almost too cliche that I'm not going to pay attention to that. Uh-huh. But oh boy, when it turned out to be the mob and it turned out the old, weird, creepy, nasty guy from the, from the weather or from the news, like news broadcast uh, conference that was going on in Florida. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, she like, it turned out he was part of the Moretto family mob and that was that was nuts that was crazy you the look- guy that at the end yeah that killed her yeah because he called he called the moretto mm-hmm. he called papa moretto yeah and he was speaking another language he was not speaking english like you can slightly hear that slight spanish it, i mean it's not Span- it's not spanish but italian like i've had i've gone to italy and my aunt has told me you know the idea that if people in Italian, someone speaks Italian and someone speaks Spanish, like speak really slow, um, they can, they'll be able to like make, they'll be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. And it just sounded like those words that he was saying on the phone, cause he said it kind of quietly. It was audibly lower than mm-hmm. like everybody else speaking in the movie, but it was, 
it was Italian. It was a completely different language. And I was like, damn, that movie went fucking full circle. <laughs> and that was exciting. I was really, I was so happy with this ending. I actually, re- yeah, no, I really liked this movie, actually. It was really good. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. And that actor, yeah, his name is David Cronenberg, and he's a director, too. And he's wait, wait, wait. He's Cronenberg. Yeah, that is David Cronenberg. Get the fuck out of here. What? And David Cronenberg is known for the body horror movies yes. of like The Fly and other great 80s movies of fantastic practical effects. So, yeah, it's kind of like oh on theme to yeah. like he's the one that murders yeah. Um, yeah. Suzanne Stone. Yeah. The guy yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's crazy. What the hell? I had no idea. So. Do you know how he got in that situation? I'm putting you on on blast, like on your own podcast. I'm sorry, but how the hell did he get that acting role? Has he done small acting roles like that? Has he always was he an actor first, then producer? Um, I think it was or director. I think it was like a cameo type situation. He he did a lot like a lot of cameos in movies during that time. Sure, like he stopped making movies. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think the early 90s or something like that. Okay. And he was just like writing off of his his namesake, like um, David Cronenberg, mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, like Alfred Hitchcock, if you will. Mm-hmm. So he... Just in that one scene, like, hey, you know me, wink, wink at the audience for those who get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She seemed like she didn't really recognize him, though. She's like, oh, yeah. Like, a different light, you know, broad daylight versus uh, uh, a nightclub. Yeah, I could accept that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And then my favorite shots, other than uh, the one where she's in her home, which is. Uh, the camera pans up and it is revealed mm. that um, she was buried under ice. Also, 
Don't you remember in the beginning of the movie, too, they flashed that house in a montage of some kind, uh, and, and you heard a scream? scream. Yep. Yeah. That was her. I really enjoyed that, too. That was great. That was just great storytelling. Oh, and another character I really liked, sorry, was um, was the, uh, the Moretto sister. Because right. she saw through all the bullshit, mm-hmm. and she knew from the beginning. She was like, "Yo, she ain't shit for you, bro. <laughs> She's not gonna treat you well. Like you guys are from completely different worlds, two worlds that don't deserve to be meshed together." Exactly. You know like I mean? we didn't really get into um, the Moretto sister too much, but like she, like, like you said, like she saw through Suzanne. She's like, "Nah, you're fake. Like, yeah, you're not right yeah. for my brother, and this and that." Right. And I think. Um, hers, like even her character got like a good ending because like at the end of the movie where she's like buried under ice, like she is ice skating on top of her face. And like that was like, like, um, like a very quick anecdote on her character is like Suzanne Stone was jealous of the Moretto sister because like she actually had talent. She was a really good figure skater. Was she really that good? In comparison to like having no talent and then having an actual talent of like being a good figure skater. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was like relatively good. I mean, she was like a part of like some sort of production, like a ballet on ice type thing. Right. Because wasn't at one point of the movie, they had talked about her accomplishment, but then her brother had completely stepped over the good that she had brought by talking about like how Suzanne got a job. Exactly. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like she was undercut from, uh, like her laurels because of Suzanne Stone mm, mm. and which is completely bogus. So yeah, like she had a good ending because like the camera sits on that shot of like her ice skating and you know, like her body's buried there and it's kind of like a, like a, the last F you. Do you like, think she knew? Pretty certain. I think, I think, I think, I think so. the whole family knows. Oh yeah. hundred. It's not just a, you know, it's a mafia, you know, right. Fam- mom ties, family things, you know, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> like oh, if man. you're going to keep a secret, yeah. everyone has to know and they have to have the same story. And so oh, yeah. they definitely plotted, uh, to take her out and to pretty much, um, give her what she deserves. Yeah. She went for a swim in yeah. the wrong time of the year. <laughs> exactly oh wow for those sticking around in the spoiler filled conversation mm-hmm. um like definitely check out this movie you will not be disappointed it's a great ride i agree but that's it for this time on syndicates we've been talking about to die for by gus van sant please check it out where it is available us on syndicates hope you enjoyed yourself i'd like to thank my guest diego for coming on the show you can find diego at djra design and if you'd like to keep the conversation going, please add us at Syndicate on your favorite social media platform. That's C-I-N-E-D-I-C-A-T-E, Syndicate. If you have any questions about the program or even media that we recommend, please reach out at info at syndicate.com or simply visit the website syndicate.com. Until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Bye.